on this Pentecost Sunday, grace and peace to you from our God of love, who empowers us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we're going to explore the themes of power and empowerment. And we're going to have a little fun this morning in the sermon. In fact, I have a few jokes that will help us get started on these themes. So think about how you would answer these two questions. First, why can't atheists solve exponential equations? Anybody know? Because they don't believe in a higher power. I know, I know. It's a low form of humor, I know. Secondly, let's try this one. How many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, somebody knows out there. But that light bulb must want to change. <laughs> okay, that one was maybe a little better. On the crossroads of life, my friends, there are times when we long to change and grow within ourselves. And of course, life gives us many opportunities to seek growth, especially during times of transition. Those in-between times, when we find ourselves on the edge, ready to be empowered by a new beginning, we long to cross over the edge, we long to cross over the bridge to the other side, but we don't yet know how. It's not clear yet what path to take. There's a wonderful old movie that deals with inner growth on an outward journey. It's the 1939 classic film, one of my favorites, maybe one of yours, The Wizard of Oz. They're going to be celebrating the anniversary very shortly. The characters are memorable. You know them. There's Dorothy, the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and my favorite, the faint-hearted lion, who goes back and forth between timidity and bravery. All four characters struggle with life's challenges, and they long to be empowered by a new beginning. In the film, we see them walking arm in arm as they follow the yellow brick road. They follow the yellow brick road as they sing together on their way to the Emerald City. And when they arrive, they hope that the great and all-powerful Wizard of Oz will give them what they perceive is missing in their lives. For the Scarecrow, what is it? It's the brain. For the Tin Man, it's a heart. Oh, man, you know this movie. For Dorothy and her dog Toto, it's Kansas. It's home. And for my favorite, the lion, it's courage. 
In the film, I love the way the lion talks about courage in his own lyrical way. And if you know the lion's speech, you can join me at any point. Courage, he says. What makes a king out of a slave? Courage. What makes the flag on the mast to wave? Courage. What makes the elephant change its tusk? In the misty mist or the musky must? Courage. What makes the muskrat guard its musk? Courage. What makes the sphinx the seventh wonder? Courage. What makes the dawn come up like thunder? Courage. And what makes the hot and talk so hot? What puts the ape in apricot? What have they got that I ain't got? Courage. Okay, you got the point. <laughs> Courage. Courage is truly what we need at times in our lives. In today's gospel story, the disciples needed courage. Let's think about the context. It was near the end of Jesus' public ministry, and that's when the disciples became afraid. Jesus was talking with them in what has now become known as his farewell discourse. The setting of this gospel is after the Last Supper has ended. The disciples have been fed. Feet have been washed. The betrayer has left. It's night, dark, and Jesus says the unexpected, that he is about to leave them. And the disciples are shocked. They're also perhaps confused, hurt, and perhaps even a little angry. After all, they left everything to follow Jesus, and now he was leaving them? When they heard this news, the disciples may have felt abandoned, and they might have asked themselves, how can we do ministry without the Lord by our side? And Jesus responded to their grief with words of compassion and grace. He said, I will not leave you orphaned. Another Bible translation says, I will not leave you desolate. Jesus promises to give the disciples another advocate, the Holy Spirit, to be with them forever. These are powerful words, aren't they? I will not leave you orphaned. I will not leave you desolate. Words that are promised not only to the disciples, but to all of us today. Jesus wants us to know that we are never alone or separated from his love, especially when we go through difficult challenges in our lives. I will not leave you desolate. Jesus knows that these very words speak directly to our struggles with grief, abandonment, isolation, and broken relationships. Jesus knows that there are difficult seasons in life 
when the transitions, the changes, and the losses can be a great challenge. These experiences can leave us feeling separated from God, from one another, and even ourselves. Whether spoken or unspoken, the questions begin. What will I do now? Where will I go? What happens next? Who will nurture and guide me? Who will stand by my side? Well, I wonder if these might have been the same questions that Dorothy, the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion asked themselves on their dangerous trek through the land of Oz. They were relying on the great wizard to not only guide them, but to equip them with what they perceived was missing in their lives. But things didn't turn out the way they expected, especially when they discovered the truth about the wizard, the truth that he was just a regular person in a wizardly fake facade. At first, this discovery caused them grief and disappointment but gradually they realized that this was a great turning point in their lives. It gave them an opportunity to not only look at the false identity of the wizard, but also to look in the mirror at some of their own false ideas and notions. It took them courage to let go of their feelings of inadequacy and their dependency upon the wizard. It took courage for them to let go of the false notion that something was missing in their lives that the wizard could somehow fix. Well, then they begin to shift in their thinking. They begin to reframe how they looked at themselves and how they looked at the world, and an awareness began to emerge. It turns out that what they thought was missing in their lives was there all along. They were empowered to see themselves and the world in a whole new way, and I would say in spiritual terms that they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Well, in today's gospel story, the disciples were empowered by the promise of the Holy Spirit. And to first hear about this gift must have been both wonderful and perplexing at the same time. For you see, this was new territory for the disciples, new phrases for them to hear like abiding in the Spirit, Jesus told them that they know the Spirit because the Spirit abides with you, he said. But they didn't understand it. And they didn't get it when Jesus talked about God the Father in a whole new way. On that day, Jesus said, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. Woo! This was confusing. At this juncture, the disciples did not yet fully understand the meaning of the Holy Spirit, nor did they comprehend 
the Spirit's relationship to the Father and to himself. But you know, for them to understand this concept right away would be miraculous. After all, it's been a challenging concept to grasp for many theologians throughout church history and even to today. You're going to hear all about that next week on Holy Trinity Sunday. But now, going back to the gospel, Jesus isn't concerned with the disciples' full comprehension. In fact, he tells them, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything, everything, and remind you of all that I have said to you. Jesus invites the disciples, and Jesus invites us today to have courage to believe we do believe when we do not yet fully understand for faith my friends is not about having knowledge faith is about having trust it takes courage to have trust as we live in this chaotic world it takes courage to have trust when we don't know why certain things happen, not only out there in the world, but also right here in our own personal lives. It takes courage to trust when we don't have answers to the problems we face. Today, we are called to trust in the power of the Holy Spirit, who is already at work in our lives even during those times when we don't yet know where we're going or how we'll get there. For the Holy Spirit will guide us, empower us, and show us the way. The good news today is that the Holy Spirit is already within us. The Holy Spirit already abides in us and we abide in the spirit on this pentecost sunday let us offer a prayer of thanks to the holy spirit who lives within our hearts and perhaps one way we can give thanks one gesture of welcome to the holy spirit that already lives within us is to do like Dorothy did in The Wizard of Oz. She clicked her heels three times and said, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home with the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Amen.